Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Today we finish the exciting conclusion in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, where it's now winter. In fact, the first few verses of this section, starting in verse 22, says it was now winter and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. He was in the temple walking through the section known as Solomon's Colonnade. The people surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. So let's set the stage a little bit, if you will. It's winter, which in the Greek, really what that actually means is it's, it's stormy, it's blowing, it's rainy, it's nasty weather. So think maybe like November in the Midwest, right? And it's, it's Hanukkah. It's the festival of dedication, which is a big Jewish high holiday And Jesus actually wasn't teaching in this particular case. What was he doing? It says he walked into the section known as Solomon's Colonnade. And this was a very, very old section of the temple. And it seems more like a hostile ambush than typically when Jesus is teaching and people gather around and then they have some questions and then they get angry. No, it seems like the people were already a little bit riled up because what do they say to him? How long are you going to keep us in suspense? Or in another translation, how long do you keep us in doubt? How long before you tell us if you're the Messiah? Well, here's the thing. Jesus did not often specifically refer to himself, at least among the Jews, as the Messiah. And he did this because Messiah was a word with political and even military implications that Jesus wished to avoid. And so the people that he referred to himself to as the Messiah, think of the Samaritan woman at the well. They're typically more the Gentile people because there isn't going to be that weird political military connotation. However, it doesn't mean he did not identify himself among the Jews. In fact, from John 13, all the way up to the beginning of John 10, where he says, I am the good shepherd, Jesus refers to himself in many, many ways that indicate his identity. In fact, 16 different ways. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I'm the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I will raise myself from the dead. I am the son of man. On and on and on, 16 other times. So it's not, the problem wasn't Jesus being unclear about who he was or where he came from. The problem was the religious leaders had hearts of unbelief that they wanted to blame on Jesus. It's almost as if they were saying, you know what? Um, I need the traffic cop to put speed limit signs every hundred yards. Otherwise I can't possibly be expected to drive the speed limit. So he, they're putting the onus back on Jesus. So what does Jesus do? He speaks very, very plainly to them. And he basically says to them, you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. Remember we talked about the Messiah's sheep believe and hear his voice, and yet they continually are questioning him. They're not only untrustworthy shepherds of God's people, but they're showing that they 
should no longer be classed among the sheep that pay any attention to his voice. Well, as you can imagine, they don't like this. And so what do they do? They start picking up stones. And the Greek means that they literally went to get stones and they were intentionally going to fling them at him immediately. Why? Well, it's clear that they lost the argument and they could point to nothing in the words or the works that Jesus had showed that he was not the Messiah. And in Leviticus, in fact, the law said that blasphemy was to be punished by stoning. And so these men were not going to allow the due process of law to take their course. They were just going to take matters into their hands right there. And of course, Jesus stops them because it is not his time. He is not to die by stoning. We know that he is to die by crucifixion. That is all part of the the plan. But what I want to ask today is, how many times do we blame Jesus for us not being able to follow his mandates, his laws. And what I mean is, do we sometimes think what he's asking is too hard? Do we think Jesus asks too much of us when he says, love God, love your neighbor? Well, yeah, okay. We kind of sort of like our neighbor, I guess. And and we love God, except for when he lets bad things happen. Or another case would be, there's a lot of rules in this Bible of his and And, you know, maybe some of them seem a little antiquated. They don't seem to jive with what I want to do in 2021. I would much rather be a quote-unquote cafeteria Christian. I want to pick and choose what I like and leave behind what I don't. Is that, in essence, us picking up our stones and getting being ready to throw them at Jesus because we don't trust him to be who he says he is? He says that he is our Messiah. He is crystal clear about what he expects from us and what he expects us to not do. And yet we're constantly making up our own interpretation of what we think God's word says, which is why, you know, I'm on my soapbox, my number one soapbox about read your scripture, know what it says. And if you need help exegeting passages, there are so many amazing commentaries um, the, the Blue Letter Bible is one that's amazing. There, You can Google search John chapter 10 commentary, and it's going to help you come up with lots and lots and lots of things. You don't need to be fluent in Greek, Aramaic, or Hebrew to understand God's word. Get a very readable translation, something that makes sense to you, because you know what? This is the word of God. It is unchangeable. It's a living document. And it is for all of the ages. So put down your stones. Stick with me. I'm so proud of you that you've made it 10 chapters into the Gospel of John. Next week is one of my favorite, favorite stories, the raising of Lazarus. So make sure you join me right back here next week on Tuesday as we see Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. Have a great weekend. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.